Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome, everyone, to Dungeon Crawlers Radio. We have on tonight. Uh, now it's Mario, and you. You're gonna. You Mario Acevedo. Oh, that Acevedo, that's, that's correct. All right. Yeah. <laughs> from California. That, that, that's why we have Josh Joshua on the show, here, so he can pronounce from, the and because he's from California. There's yes. some credibility there. If I work on it, I might be able to say your name like the sports announcer yelling goal. Nice. <laughs> just not right. as annoying. I think anytime you say I'm from California, you could pretty much use it for anything. I can yes. use it for anything. Yeah. So, um, your your latest book that's available, or is, or maybe it's coming out. I or is it out yet? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it came out uh, this month. Okay. Uh, yeah, the eleventh. So, Rescue from Planet Pleasure. Correct. Which is the sixth volume uh, with a. Uh, your main character, Felix Gomez. It sounds right? like a place I don't want to be rescued from at this point, though. <laughs> that sounds awesome. No. <laughs> the first line of the description is Planet Pleasure, a place you don't want to go. Ah, do not judge a book by its title. <laughs> so, so now I need to know. So can you kind of give us a little bit of a background on the book? Well, um, the, the, what happened um, uh, in, in my series, in, uh, in the previous book, the Undead Kama Sutra, one of my, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one, the, 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 the most badass of, of the female vampires was kidnapped by, uh, uh, aliens. And that's the way the book ended. And then as the series progressed, that was book three. And then as the series progressed, uh, uh, readers were asking me, Hey, the, the particular character's name was Carmen. And they were asking me, well, when is Carmen coming back? And the answer was, I just, I just, I didn't know. <laughs> so, um, so then, uh, I, I, I was talking to a fan and I was explaining to him the, 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 you know, the, the issue is, and he started to explain to me how exactly we could rescue, uh, Carmen. And so that got me thinking. And, uh, basically she's this extremely, uh, sexual, female vampire as they should be right i like this yes, yes. <laughs> yeah and and she's on this planet where uh the uh, the males uh, on that planet have uh, uh genetically engineered themselves to become you know like the uh, to become like the best warriors in the galaxy and unfortunately the side effect is that they lost their mojo <laughs> and um they're dying out <laughs> Sorry, it took a second for, like, Mojo. I, uh, <laughs> I am right with you. It didn't take me a second at all. So uh, so they're dying out. So this uh, this one vampire, Carmen, 
you know, is, is so sexually attuned, you know, and psychically as well, that, that they use her on this planet and they're trying to uh, get her to help them get their mojo back. And uh, before they run out, before they go extinct, and uh, Felix has to rescue her from that uh, planet because uh, she's not uh, the humans and the vampires are not the only uh, species on that planet that uh, the the aliens have have gathered. You know, to, to, to it's a it, basically the planet's like a big giant scientific uh, resort, I guess, for them. And, you know, and, and uh, the women don't have a problem. It's just the male uh, on, of the of the aliens. It's very rare that the women do have that problem. Women are usually able to. Yeah. In, in a time <laughs> of a lack of mojo, the women are fine. That's why they don't have female Viagra. <laughs> we, we're good. Jessica so, likes to speak for all women on the show. Female Viagra <laughs> is is just Captain America's arms. That's my Viagra. Or <laughs> where is the show going? Oh, all right, know. it's anyway. either Captain America's arms or, or it's Cap and Coke. Either way, either okay. way, either way. So, so this is the sixth book in your series. Carmen is on this planet with Mojoless soldiers trying to help them get their groove back. This is awesome. Uh, I have okay. So I'll be honest. I personally have not read this series yet, but I have been going through the reviews of all the books. And it's incredibly mind-boggling that six books have come out and I have not taken the time to read this. Like, this sounds absolutely incredible. Vampire Detective, Undead Hordes, Carmen. I mean, just Carmen as a topic by herself. Oh, yeah. She's uh, she's she's pretty... I mean, if she came on the, in the first book as a very minor character, and then I brought her back in the third book, and she pretty much took over the book. Um, and That's one of my challenges, is that... Every time I, I bring in a female character, she just wants to take over the story. <laughs> and, Typical. Ah, yeah, women. and in and in my writing group, um, they uh, one of the comments I frequently get is that the you know Felix is the hero of the story. He he should be you know driving the plot, but uh, he, sometimes he doesn't. The women just take over, and he has to kind of react to what they're doing, even when they're wanting to do the same thing or accomplish the same uh, uh, objective. You know, they have their own way of doing things. Surprise, right, women? Oh, uh, So, um, so that, that, that was always, uh, very interesting the way that it came out. And, and her character just developed, uh, more and more, um, in, in that way. She's just very sexually attuned, uh, to the psych, the sexual vibe of the universe, I guess. Um, this is like a more intense version of the Force, and I am dicking it. <laughs> you know, I had not thought about it. I have not thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah. The sexual duty runs through everything, That's light correct. and dark. This is like my special until the force. age of sixty-five, <laughs> at which point it really mellows out. Mojo, age, I haven't heard of that name in a long time. Bite your tongue. I'm sixty. No, oh! <laughs> we'll make it sixty-nine. Sixty. Thank you, John. Right. Well, it's obvious that you are very young at heart, right? these books so it, 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 I, yeah. actually i tell people i'm i'm just immature that's what it is <laughs> hey you're in good so company if you, then. if you were to assign film ratings to your books uh you know g like pg pg 13 r nc 17 your mom will ground you for your life if she catches you watching this uh what movie rating would you give to your books yeah. particularly <laughs> this new one under the mattress oh, or on the shelf new one i don't <laughs> Depends how explicit you want to get, because there is sex with the alien, and um, 
my my critique group goes, Mario, you went there. You know, you really went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gave us all the, the details. And I'm like, well, I had to, you know. Uh, and that one, you know, NC-17, um, there, there really isn't uh, enough. I mean, the, the sex when it appears is, is there. I don't think it's enough to warrant a triple X rating, but... Um, uh, yeah, Where I would say between R and NC-17 for this one, yeah. This on Amazon? Can we get it at, like, Barnes & Noble? Yeah, she's, like, one foot out the door right I... now. <laughs> well, no, it's, 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 uh, you get it on, um, uh, you know, Amazon, Kobo, and such, and you can get the hard copy done, done from Amazon. Done. Okay. Um, hard copy. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Felix Gomez. Right. She, she's gonna buy the whole series yep. right now on audiobook. Is it available as an audiobook? Oh, I'd love to hear that. Who hires? First, who you hire? The first three are um, uh, the Nymphos of Rocky Flats, mm-hmm. uh, X-rated Bloodsuckers, and the Undead Kama Sutra are uh, available not audible. So it's fair to say one of them is X-rated. <laughs> well, actually, actually, no. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I had somebody send me a, an email, a fan sent me an irate email saying that he read the uh, X-rated Bloodsuckers, and he said it's not X-rated, it's only R-rated. <laughs> and it's called X-rated Bloodsuckers because there's a bunch of vampires involved in the porn industry in the San Fernando that's Valley, so and that's why it's awesome. X-rated Bloodsuckers. So. so it's a true story. These are awesome yeah. titles. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Thank you. We need to get this story to HBO or something, like right I now. I wish. I wish. On HBO right now. The Undead Kama Sutra is just a collection of really awkward positions involving zombies. <laughs> with really great names, but most of them just sound like, Zombies, oh my. okay, zombies no. need love too. What a mess that is. No, the Undead Kama Sutra is a little different than that. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a certain positions that you do really open you up to the psychic sexual vibe of the universe and uh you get some exceptional uh orgasms so i've heard wow with the universe orgasms with the universe yes right yeah like very tantric universal orgasm nice nice so so felix uh your main character if i understand correctly he is himself a vampire who is also a detective is that correct Correct. He's a, actually he's a detective vampire. That would be better. About halfway through the series, we switched the, the two. So he's, instead of being a vampire detective, he's a detective vampire. And that would kind of clears it up. I'm trying yeah. to connect the dots here. Uh. Yeah. He <laughs> yes. was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And do your vampires function in what we might consider the classic canonical way? Or do your vampires have a unique spin on them? Um, by the way, I assume they don't sparkle. Oh, they would kill sparkly vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. My, my, uh, well, no, no, I, no, I go to the, the, the cannon. They have, uh, uh, fangs. Um, they, uh, drink blood. Um, they are obviously undead. They're very hard to kill. You know, they have, you know, superpowers, you know, like speed and, and, and strength. Um, they, uh, are very sexual beings, obviously. Vampires they're very sexual, but they're them. sterile, yeah. right? The, the only way they can propagate is by, you know, fanging and turning uh, someone else. Um, one one of the things that I did, because I actually wrote my the first book, uh, The Nymphos of Rocky Flats, kind of as a, I'm not going to quite say a spoof on the genre, but I kind of like, there's a lot of um, uh, lampooning of the, of, 
you know, of the of the genre and then conspiracy theories. I throw everything into the blender. Right. And I, but I look at it as if the vampires actually existed, you know, because I don't. One of the things I didn't like in popular culture is like vampires, you know, run around and can kill all these people, they do all these things, and 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 nobody gets wise to them. And I thought it'd be just the opposite uh, uh, way. So my vampires actually have to be very careful about what they do because in my stories I have what they call the great secret, which is the knowledge of the supernatural world. And uh, one of Felix's job as an enforcer is to maintain that secret. And if another vampire uh, violates that that secret, Felix's job is to go and you know set the record, you know, you know basically put the guy down is what yeah. he does. So uh, how would one kill one of these vampires in your novel? Is it more the classic stake through the heart, or is it, like I said, different spinks? I know there's been variations through every story. Well, I, I do have that, uh, the stake through the heart. I also have uh, silver bullets. Uh, they can the Silver bullets are toxic to the, to my vampires, or the or silver metal is, is toxic to them. Just the touch will burn them. Um, and I do, I, I do mention um, them getting burned. Um my vampires actually can't, are not supposed to go out in the daytime because of the sun will burn them, but they have like SPF 99 and, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of ridiculous because they could just apply this stuff like just in a, in a couple of minutes and just walk out. And every once in a while I'm, I'll make the comment and people kind of look at Felix and think, well, you know, why he's, he's, why is he wearing makeup? What's going on? And, um, so, so that's one of the things that I that I, that I do talk about, and then I, and then I say they need day jobs. I mean, they need jobs, um, and the reason is that you know they need credit cards because you can't do anything without a credit card today. And to get a credit card, you need credit. To have credit, you that's need. That's actually a job. very smart. I agree. So Unless you're paying cash and drawing a lot of attention. You do need a credit card. Oh well, yeah, you can't you can't get a hotel. You can't uh, get an air, airline ticket. You can't rent a car without a credit card. I right. mean, it, yeah. so so I, you know, so he does need a day job, and his day job is that he's a detective. Um, he does take on some um, some, um, I guess, regular human clients. I don't dwell on that because he solves them in a hurry, you know, because of his vampire mojo that he can use. Um, different kind of mojo, guys. Okay. Yeah, different kind of mojo. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for looking at me. I was yeah. wondering. Yeah. So, so I have that. I have. Uh, they have. Uh, humans that they feed on, uh, I call them chalices, and that's basically the humans are are made aware of the vampires, but they have to keep quiet about it, and um, sort of it's sort of like the, this little cult thing. So that's one of my one of my world building things. Are, that I do. are the human chalices blackmailed into keeping the secret, or are they financially compensated? Are they sexually compensated? What is but the sexually the compensated? Yeah. Ah, okay. All but right. they have to, yeah, but they have to keep their mouth shut. And some of them, um, the reward is they get turned into vampires. But it's not a it's not a pleasant process. You know, that's one of the things that they always warn the humans about is that they think it's great, you're going to be immortal and all that. And and that's like no, it's it's a very because when your when your blood turns from living to undead, that's like a, a very painful. Uh, it's like having acid in your body. Mm. So it's uh, it's not. It's not pleasant. So, you know, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of authors, you know, they, they create their books. These characters are people to them. It's entire worlds. Um, you, you've obviously created this um, incredibly fun, uh, daring, and risque mythos. Have you sat down and considered what the movie series for this would look like? 
No. <laughs> Maybe you've never considered making this a movie? I feel like it's, oh, it's more not, of a TV thing. Oh, I would love it, but yeah. I don't even think about it because mm-hmm. why, why bother thinking about it or even unless it's going to happen and nobody's approached me, so, you know, why? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I stew with jealousy at everybody else getting movie contracts, you know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I would love to have a dump truck full of money come to my house. That would definitely make me very happy, but, you know, maybe after I'm dead it'll happen, but. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think about who and 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 all that. No. The imagination is so much more vivid than uh, anything on TV or a movie screen. So. Yeah. Well, that's that's Game not of why Thrones, I do. It. Uh, yeah. Game of Thrones days are numbered. You just wait. They'll they'll be looking. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. HBO will come a calling. I See, would love that. So so just out of curiosity, like when you envision Felix Gomez in your mind, um, what after whom did you model him? Where did Felix Gomez come from? I, I did not model him after anybody. Um, I basically had this premise, um, and, and and this is what happened. I, I tried for many many years to to write. I first started writing literary novels, you know, kind of novels that explain the world to you and all that. And then I kind of found them boring, and I moved on. And then I started writing like men's action thrillers and things, and none of that worked. So, um, so I said, well, you know the hell with it. I'm going to write the most ridiculous story I can think about, <laughs> which is a vampire detective investigates an outbreak of nymphomania at a nuclear weapons plant. <laughs> and I pitched it that way to an agent, and the agent's like, well, that's different. So that worked. But then I had to write the story. And um, so I had to flesh out the character. So I never really um, – it wasn't until later on in the in, in the – in writing the story that I figure out, you know, how tall he was going to be. I definitely taller than me for sure. Um, and better looking and, uh, <laughs> and with definitely more luck with the ladies. So that was, <laughs> that was we a pretty well, We would all make our main character. We always make yes. our main characters exactly those three things. Yeah. Taller, not better hair and better luck with the opposite sex. Yeah. And, uh, and he never worries about money. So that's there again. So he's five foot 10. He's, he's a Latino. I wanted a Latino vampire, uh, just because there was none, no Latino vampire that I knew of out there. And, uh, and he is a, uh, I guess an anti-hero because he is a vampire and he is a, he's an undead blood sucking killer, but he's still the good guy. So that's awesome. That is fantastic. So at this point, have you already projected forward to the next story or sequence of stories that you will write for Detective Gomez? Yeah, how long do you think it's going to go? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, All right, I, I, I usually like that question from a woman. but um, Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay. Yeah, Jessica almost took a moment to rephrase, but please. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. Let's yeah. get over a little more this way. Yeah, that's right. So, um, <laughs> don't look at me like that. No, I'm actually writing book seven right now. I'm about eighty percent of the way through it. Um, the Mojo Awakens. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of a the the story's veering. Um, um, it's it's called Steampunk Banditos. Yes. And Felix goes into this alternate steampunk past. And the reason I did that is that when you you know you write a series. And you have certain rules in your in your universe, right? And then some of those rules became kind of clunky uh, for me after a while. 
And I decided, you know, I kind of needed to, to restart the series in a way. And I didn't want it to be one of those things where he wakes up from a dream and he's like, oh, oh, things are different. No, I, so, so I had it where he got, he gets transported to this uh, alternate steampunk world. And I did that to simplify the world building. And it actually did the opposite. Ah. It's even more complicated uh, with the whole new set of characters other than Felix. Um, and, and then, and then to make it even worse, he drops, he's basically swapped with another Felix and he's right in the middle of this other world and he's trying to figure out what's going on and what's his place and to figure out exactly why he got sent to this other, other, uh, you know, the steampunk world. So, I mean, it's been a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, I think one of the things with steampunk is that you want to have all the steampunk, um, tropes in it in the story and the guys in my critique group are like all right all right just get on with the story they get on with the story right, here we go yet another you know land yacht steam powered land yacht you know you let another <laughs> clockwork robot horse you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, but you got to have them right <laughs> it's hard not to get yes. consumed in the mechanics of the whole thing though yeah especially steampunk. in steampunk oh yeah yeah i mean i love steampunk i mean I, I, that's one of the things is that when i was growing up i i always kind of envision I used to draw like steampunk stuff especially airships who doesn't love airships oh, yeah. no yeah. kidding yeah and then and then about oh it's been it's been eight years now I remember I told my agent I was going to work on a steampunk story and he's like oh forget it man it's a flash in the pan it's not going to last you know and here we are eight years later and it's still just getting bigger and bigger you should huck a bunch of these books at him when you're done no no <laughs> I don't you gotta you know you gotta you gotta you got to play the karma card, you know. So something that just the um, Carmen card, karma, the car, the Carmen the Carmen Sutra card. Um, <laughs> no, it's been uh, it's funny. It was just when he said that, like um, the Mojo Awakens. It's kind of funny because <laughs> I That's think about time. I think about it. If you think about it like this, if that actually ever did happen, how absolutely terrifying! These women have been teasing these men. You know, relentlessly because they know they don't have mojos. I mean, if you feel if you feel you know a guy that's stay safe, I guess so to speak. Can you imagine if all of them just got their mojo back one day? Jeez, (laughs) these girls are being so much trouble. That date, that date would be turned into a national holiday. That time that you said this, well, come here, baby. No, no, no. I was kidding. I was kidding. It's like the day yeah. BFFs died. Can there just be like a day where there's some like weird phenomenon, some like uh, eclipse of some sort, and everybody gets their mojo back for one day, and it's just this crazy, insane world, and you know, just oh, it's called the purge. <laughs> the purge. <laughs> one day a year, everybody army, gets their back. mojo back. Yeah. Well, when, the sirens go like, off. When, when I was in the army, we came back from some. Uh, one of these exercises in the desert. We were gone for a month. We, you know, we came back and they had a little ceremony where the wives and the girlfriends were waiting for us. And this guy next to me, who's from Tennessee, looks out and he goes, "Man, there's going to be some tall porking tonight." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. The day. Yeah. The mojo return. <laughs> this is Seach's favorite interview so far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so you're you're writing book seven. Um, we already asked, like, how far you you foresee the series going. Um, is it your intent to keep Felix alive as long as you're alive, or do you, have you already devised the conclusion to Detective Bill as a story? Yeah. You know, I was going to actually have him get killed. 
Spoilers! I like him. I don't want him killed now. Well, yeah, and my critique group just got so mad with me at even thinking about that. And like, why, why are you going to do that? And, and, and I thought it would be this great, dramatic, tragic ending and wrapping things up. And they're like, no, no, no. You die first, Mario, not him. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, so, so that's... We need to have this critique friends. group on the show no, sometime. Really. Yeah, yeah, we should. They're, they're, they're a, a, a bright bunch. You know, they always say that uh, if, if you really want to get ahead in any activity in your life is to surround, your, surround yourself with people smarter than you. Yeah. Amen. But I think, what what do I bring to the group, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Get that. Amazing storytelling abilities. Oh, no. we are. They're all they're all really, really great. I mean, I don't know if you know Warren Hammond. and. Um, oh, yeah. I know Warren. He's a great guy. Jeannie Stein. Um, she writes the Anna Strong uh, vampire series set right. in San Diego. It's really cool. Yeah. And then Aaron Michael Ritchie. I don't know if you know him. I don't. Oh, okay. He's, he's actually got a steampunk um, story. Uh, that he's that he's coming. He just had one. Uh, what's it called? Iron, Iron, Iron Jupiter, Juniper, something like that. Anyway, it's this post-apocalyptic steampunk story. It's really cool. And uh, Josh Viola, I don't know if you know him. He is um, he's the publisher of Hex Publishing, and we just came out with a, a series. Uh, well, not a series. Excuse me, an anthology called Nightmares Unhinged, and it's a great. Uh, collection of horror stories um and then he and you know who josh uh jason heller is yeah he was okay uh jason heller is the lead editor for the follow-up which is an anthology of cyberpunk called Cyberworld, and that's coming out in november and that's got some pretty heavyweight uh uh, uh names uh, attached to it yeah that's pretty cool Ooh. yeah yeah i would definitely uh keep that in mind um, and then next year we're gonna have Blood Business, which is noir, uh, fantasy, crime stories. Oh man, that's amazing. But yeah, so I would, I just, just, just write down Hex Publishing, and then later when you guys have the chance, go ahead and Google it, and he's got an awesome website. This guy Josh Bolol is really on the ball. And then the last person in our critique group right now is, uh, Angie Hodap, who happens to be Warren's, uh, wife, but she worked for the Kristen Nelson Agency. So she brings that aspect, that literary agent aspect, into the critique group. She's also working on a story. She's she hasn't published a novel yet, but she's working on it. So she's her. Well, they're all smart people. You guys have like the Justice League of kinky publishing <laughs> put together. <laughs> no, I'm really I digging it. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. But maybe that would be that'd be one way to look at it. <laughs> How would you name that group? I don't know. I think I just did I it, Daniel. Just, <laughs> right. Right. It's actually just called the Just Us League. The Just Us League. Okay. Kinky Publishing. There it is. Yeah. No, awesome. No, no, we're not. Give me two days. I'll take care of this. <laughs> okay. Right. I look forward to a great day. It is going to be We just actually used as... to call ourselves the Pearl Street uh, Critique Group because we used to meet at the Pearl Street It's bar. better than Pearl Necklace to... Critique yeah, Group. The Pearl Necklace <laughs> Group. No, I don't think so. Hey, I, we I, have our two bleeping sounds for a reason. You guys knew what you got when you yeah, put Dan, me the show. Yeah, Dan's got his work cut out for him this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Don't well, take all this oh, stuff. So, it's so, natural so. stuff, Daniel. Yes, I know. All right. I'm going to go on strike alone. if you bleep even I'll one thing. I'll leave it alone. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this alone. This is gold. So I'm sorry. This is gold. Mario. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, oh, I actually actually have to say is uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Yes. Happy Cinco de Mayo. We gotta get nachos today, babe. I know. Yeah, for yeah. sure, time. for sure. It is time. I'll get you a Pacifico yes. and nachos. Make oh, your whole world oh wow! That's you, you got you got me. Take that, me back. 
That gets my mojo right there. There you go. Take me back to San See, Diego, you a good baby. Woman, Jared. Yeah, I do. <laughs> wow. So um, I, we're we're out of time, but uh, <laughs> really, we are. Uh, but so they can pick up any of the books uh, on Amazon or uh, local bookstores. Or well, it's sometimes some of them have some Barnes and Nobles uh, carry carry the titles. Um, as long as you have a picture ID or a guardian present. <laughs> All right, and then. Um, <laughs> I kind of went by me. I didn't quite. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Eighteen or older joke, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, yeah, and uh, but I would say, and then Wordfire Press carries the new the new book. So oh, nice. the backlist, the first five books are from Harper Collins, and then Rescues from Wordfire Press. Nice, yeah, and they do a great job. So. Yeah, I have to say that. Yeah, they they uh, um, um, they picked up this book, and they really, and I'm really happy with it. This. Uh, uh, the cover is really awesome, and that was done by a, a friend of mine, uh, a guy by the name of Eric Matalski, and he did, uh, did a really great job. And then, and then Wordfire Press has been really, really cool. I gotta give them a plug, cause they are, I, I don't know if you ever run into them at like at the Comic Cons. Yeah. Yeah, they have that, the, the Tower of Nerd. Yep, and Kevin J. Anderson. And Kevin J. Anderson, yeah. the Quincy. Yeah, um, they they always have a, a ton of authors in the booth, constantly yeah. doing signings and stuff like that. It, they always do a great job. Well, that's why I went with Wordfire Press because I I actually went to uh, I was I was a speaker at uh, Comic Palooza in Houston, and um, I saw their uh, their setup. I'm like, hey, I I want to get involved in that because these guys are hustling. These guys are yeah. selling books, you know, and they're not sitting around crying about you know the publishing industry and and nobody's doing anything for us now. They're they're grabbing the reins and going. So that's yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in a good crew with them. Nice. One of these days I want to lock Mario and Michael Brett Collins in a room and just see oh what gosh. stories spill out of that place. That, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Spill. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where can our listeners find you? Do you have a website, social media? Oh, well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm on Facebook, MarioAcevedo.com. Um yeah, well, that's my website, just MarioAcevedo.com, and on Facebook, that's probably that's my primary way to, to get a hold of me. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not on Twitter too much. Every once in a while, I put something out there, but no, I'm I'm pretty active on Facebook. Nice. Is there any conventions you're going to be at, or or book signings you're going to have soon that they can find you at? I'll be at uh, in Kansas City uh, in, in two weeks at uh, Planet Comic Con, and then I'm going to be uh, here in Denver, Denver Comic Con, and then I'm going to be at uh, in July in Miami at Supercon, and then in September I'll be in Atlanta with DragonCon. Nice, hot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hot oh. Atlanta, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, thanks for coming on the show. It's been oh, my pleasure. It's, my pleasure. It's been great. Um, and uh, everyone, these are your type of books you need to go run out and pick up. I mean, the titles alone, just <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, like Jessica, I got to go pick up the whole yeah, there's series. Gonna so. be some reading yeah there's gonna be some reading some speed i want the audiobooks man i want to see how this guy pulls it off yeah yeah, yeah. well I, I actually uh in one of my my earlier uh opportunities or ideas for uh promotion i want to have scratch and sniff so <laughs> when you got certain <laughs> certain mm, girls <laughs> you had me until right there just about there <laughs> You know, it, it's 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 everything is uh, it depends on the context, you know. I guess if it's a it's a the way rose wine smells on a woman's skin, 
uh, if it's Jared after a day at the gym, it's two completely different stuff. Why do you have to single me out every you show? Were, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't know what anybody else smelled like at the Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, thanks for coming on the show, and uh, we'd love to have you on uh, when Book Seven comes out. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much yeah, for being epic. It's been a pleasure. Been right. awesome. Sita's favorite interview. I'm gonna go take <laughs> a right. shower. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys take care. All right, bye. Bye bye. Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> hey, Danger Crawlers, it's Daniel here, and I have an amazing opportunity for you. We've recently teamed up with Battle Bards, and because of that, you can now level up your games. That's right. If you are into role playing. Uh, whether at D&D, uh, Pathfinder, or any type of fantasy setting, this is a great opportunity. Now, BattleBards, what they do is they provide sound effects and soundtracks that you can customize for your game. That's right, you can customize it for your game. So if you're running down a, a creepy dark hallway in the Underdark, and then you wander into a conclave of drow uh, you know, that are torturing and killing people, everything delicious moment is right there for you so all you need to do is go to battlebards.com click in one of these three codes either dcr1 or dcr2 or dcr3 and get some really cool bonus content for your purchases so check it out throw in those codes and then level up your game until next time we'll see ya i'm glad you're here to tell us these things